Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official Untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the Untapped community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped store. Use the coupon code PODCAST to get 20% off your next purchase at store.untapped.com. And the coupon code is just podcast. That's it. Save some bucks. You know the drill. You know coupons work. <clears throat> and don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, leave a review if you want in your favorite app reviewing place. Um, every time you like, follow, subscribe to us, I send my past self a message to buy Bitcoin. So far, it hasn't worked. But <laughs> let's let's keep working on it together, folks. We can get there. We can figure out time travel through Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Like the little letters, that's how I'm doing it. It doesn't matter. I think that's alphabet soup, Harrison. Should we edit this out? And start? No, that's fine. <laughs> Harrison <laughs> sends his past self a note to buy Bitcoin and alphabet soup. To decode. Yeah. I think there's a chicken noodle that has the words in it, the letters in it. Maybe it was a limited release for Campbell's. They just couldn't get the market to accept letters and chicken soup together. You had to show up at the Campbell's tap room. It was one can per person <laughs> only. That's it. That's uh, <laughs> familiar. Uh, definitely. And by now, I can kind of guess what you're all thinking. John, this is silly. Mm. The moon is made of cheese and has been since half a second after the first Big Bang. Check your facts. And those of you that have listened to the show for a while probably know by now that I do not check my facts, oftentimes (laughs) making them up on the fly. I will (laughs) do a verbal credit to anyone that's corrected me over the years. It's happened once or twice. Mm. Uh, The moon, scientifically, is actually made up largely of rock and metal, much Mm. like busiest section of a record store or earth and mars it's covered in these fuzzy rock pieces scientifically called regolith which Mm. probably should be a beer name that's where the moon kind of looks fuzzy when you see the pictures on there and it is pale often white or pretty much devoid of color largely that's due to the way that we perceive it because light has to travel long ways through the atmosphere and space to get here and by then there's not much color left however even if you were on the moon you would find more water than color i'm I'm pretty sure that's scientifically true. There is actually some water on the moon. It's not used to make beer. But what I love about the moon is it's become kind of like a singular beacon that anyone that's ever drank beer at a campfire, you can look up at that moon in Denmark or Belgium or Boston, and we're all looking up at that giant rock monster wondering the same thing. (laughs) Is there enough water to brew a beer on the moon? And the good news is you can try because in the most futuristic part of our journey as humans, we've already got about a hundred or so nations that have all agreed. No one can own the moon. It's pretty much ready for you to go there and set up a brewery. I'm sure Brewdog's already planning on it. And the hardest part on Untapped would be we'd have to really rush to create a badge 
for checking in beer brewed on the moon? Would it be the space case or the space race badge? Yes. Who knows? And where am I going with all these moon talk? <laughs> so we're going to kind of beam back down to Earth and drink something as familiar as the moon, but much easier to get your hands on. We're drinking a pale ale, a beer that traces its origins back to the 1700s when malt roasters began using a different fuel form that gave off less smoke. And this would therefore color the malt a little bit less. And you would have these beers that were a lighter color than the typical beers of the time. And how does that tie all this together? It, it doesn't. But by now, we can finally drink a beer and we're all maybe a little bit better Jeopardy contestant. Harrison, if I haven't space talked you to sleep yet, can you let everyone know why I'm talking about the moon so much? I think you've space talk me to life, John. I feel alive with the opportunity and adventure that is right in front of us all to be the space faring generation, hopefully. Uh, we'll see, though. What's for certain is that we're going to drink some beer tonight and level up a badge, one that I kind of need some work on, which we'll get to in a minute. But don't we all? And all right, for those of you playing at home, Pale as the Moon is the badge of the day. Um, this one's pretty classic. We thought definitely should, you know, do an episode on it. Um, great style, all that stuff. We'll talk about it. But for starters, uh, the description of this badge says, Ah, the trusty pale ale, crisp, refreshing, and always a good choice in a bind. True. Uh, you have to drink Fidrum Pale Ales or American Pale Wheat, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, not just pale ales, it's kind of pale uh, beers, some of them, uh, to unlock this guy. So pretty straightforward badge, not one of the goofier ones that we have. Drink five pale ales or American pale wheats, great. You're on your way to that next level, uh, the Pales of Moon badge. And we have a killer beer, one that has a lot of history for me, been for both of us, really, um, to help us along this little journey as we enter the launch pad and fuel up the rocket. A lot of rocket puns. Let's get the rocket puns going. I was a little slow, but it's I'm, the language is coming to me now. The launch okay. pad. Apollo, Captain. call you later. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I wish I would have thought that one through a little bit better. But, uh, oh, the beer we're drinking tonight. Yes. One claw for man, one giant pale Ooh. ale for mankind. Can we slip oh, that in there? Son of a gun. That's <laughs> it. So Westbrook Brewery's One Claw American Style Pale Ale, 5.5% ABV. They give us an IBU measurement of 30, which we know is generally a guideline at best. One day, Harris and I are going to talk about IBUs. On Untapped, this beer rates 376 <laughs> which mathematically puts it well above the average. And for a pale ale, actually pretty good rating for the style. Uh, Westbrook tells us this is a zesty and tropical pale ale brewed with a touch of malted rye, smokeless. Um, well, not these days. You can pretty much do whatever you want. But a touch of malted rye and citra hops. And on Westbrook's website, they also mentioned that they do a little dry hopping with citra and azaka. Azaka. Um, Harrison's a big fan of Azaka. I'm a big fan of Harrison's first sip. It's mm -hmm. generally when his mustache comes to life. It's like an animated cartoon falling off of his face 
back into the tulip glass or sometimes just mouth. Now, now that those of you that only listen to the podcast right. got a glimpse of YouTube, right. Harry, <laughs> how are we doing on the one claw? Harrison has facial hair. Um, <laughs> right. Blowing a lot of people's minds tonight. Oh, man. This is such a cool beer. So if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a little bit, maybe you're yelling at your car radio or your computer or whatever saying, isn't isn't one claw the first beer Harrison checked in on Untapped that earned him the newbie badge? It is! Huzzah! So special place in my untapped heart for this beer. Um, and okay, first sips, it's classic. It's a classic pale ale. It's fluffier than I remember. That doesn't really mean anything. It's got that nice like rye zip. Love rye in a beer. Yes, we talk about that, but definitely not overpowering. There's just kind of this one little spice note that hits you. And then it's uh, mm, great nose. There is that like very, it's it's like, mm, man, light pineapple. There's like a little bit of grapefruit there. It's not intense, um, I would say. It's all just very balanced. Um, this is a beer that like, again, I've, I've had one sip and it's half gone. So that's the best Said it before, if the first sip is also your second to last sip, the beer is good. And that is past the first gulp test. <laughs> what's uh, what's happening over there, John, with you? What's what's going on in your in your glass? Um, very much the same if I had to try and take this beer apart, usually in the form of an analogy. Mm. It doesn't – I don't get an analogy. I get like a comfortable, nostalgic, yeah. you're drinking a beer, and it's – I guess the way I would describe it is like not pejoratively, but in a good way, this beer doesn't go too far in any direction. There's like you said, a little bit of grapefruit. I think I get on the nose, some tropical, some pineapple. What I really appreciate is I'll blame it on the carbonation, but that fluffiness of this beer I immediately, when I taste a beer that has that texture, I always kind of identify it with a a talented craft brewery. I feel like I never get that fluffy beer texture uh, from something that's been sitting on the shelf for a year or two. Um, I don't know if that was a good descriptor for this beer, but... (laughs) But it was what's happening. It it tastes good. Exactly. But I think that's a lot to be said for that. The kind of, right, the mouth... The mouthfeel, the the body of this beer, and it has. I mean, it's got it's got rye in it, like we said. It's got a little bit of wheat, so the wheat may be playing there a bit with the body. But it's a very straightforward beer. It's really got it's got pale two row malt in it, rye and wheat. Use an American ale yeast on this, so like a very straightforward, probably the same or very close to the yeast that you find in almost all Sierra Nevada beers and therefore like all of Dogfish Head's beers, like that classic Chico or American Ale yeast, five and a half percent, John said. And I didn't know they used Azaka in here. I remember the Citra being a thing. Um, but yeah, that Azaka, I think that, right, that pineapple, it's like a hidden little pineapple note. But this is, I mean, it's a pale ale. It's not supposed to be the thing where you sit here and go, whoa, what's happening? This is blowing me away. This is like I'm at the beach, I'm on the boat, I'm grilling. And all of a sudden I've had three of these and I'm laughing and having a blast because they're they're delicious. They go down smooth, but it's um, but if, yeah, there's a lot of going on there. 
Maybe this will help uh, the people listening at home or driving to work and you can't drink a beer because you're on your way to work or driving. Um, But either way, everybody that listens to the show by now, if you don't already, you should know Harrison's a pretty big fan of Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale. And same style, similar, we'll call these beers cousins. How does this beer, in your mind, how does this beer differ from Sierra Nevada Pale Ale? Sure. Color right away jumps out. Sierra Nevada's is going to be a bit darker than this, and the wheat could be playing into that. The rye, again, it's really just one quick little spicy note, but it's different enough. Although, um, and then Sierra Nevada's pretty much 100% Cascade. I think they use a little bit of pearl hops in there now as well. Um, so that's similar. You're going to get those like citrusy notes from Cascade. Citra is a more pronounced version of that, I guess. Cascade is so distinct. This is not hit like the same like piney and citrusy notes that a, a Cascade hopped beer would. Um, but in terms of like, right, it's they're about the same ABVs. It, it checks the same boxes for me, even though like the taste is different enough. Uh, the look is different enough. The mouth feels a bit different. It, Sierra Nevada's pale ale isn't as fluffy. If we're gonna we're gonna keep saying fluffy, that's fine. But it's it kind of is, is. It's like a it has some bounce to it. Um, Sierra Nevada's it almost drinks like Sierra Nevada's pale ale to me. Almost drinks like a really hopped up like English ale. Like the malt profile is more complex. They use darker malts in it. Uh, than you would find in like a lot of pale ales, as you said in the intro, it really is about the color here, at least historically it, it has been. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's a diff- enough differences. Um, but for me, like it, if I'm looking for a pale ale, if I want a pale ale tonight, this will make me just as happy as Sierra Nevada's would. You know, it, it kind of it has that whatever that is, that kind of intangible box that's in my head somewhere that says yes, pale ale. This checks in the same way that Sierra Nevada's does. Yes. Um, which is cool. As uh, an it, aged yeah. craft beer drinker, <laughs> pale ale is, is kind of like, for me, pale craft pale ales are like my dad's Bud Light. Like right. Founders All Day. That's my mm-hmm. Bud Light beer. I've drank so much of right. that beer. And it's a pale ale as well. Sierra Nevada. This one, uh, One Claw from Westbrook. They're all those beers like a pale ale. I, I agree with you. Isn't meant to be like you're not going to find tequila barrel age lacto right. fermented pale ale. And if you do buy it and check it out, because it's probably right. weird as hell. But right. generally, <laughs> these these are the beers that I I, I think mm. are produced it, for you to consume a whole six pack of yes. while you watch the Buffalo Bills get their butts kicked or kick other people's That's butts right. now. It's a different time, John. We're living in the the day, the age of the bull, of the buffalo, whatever you want. The bull, uh, the, the buffalo, the plains bull, also known as the buffalo. The plains bull, <laughs> yeah. The college team. Um, there's a lot of. I'll forgive you for that one. Okay, good. And jumping back to this beer quickly. So one claw, obviously, this is their pale ales. We've we've easily established, but this beer or this part of Westbrook's kind of brewing range has really taken on like a life of its own where it started out with one claw, but now you have two claw, which is like an IPA version of this, but it's a, a hazy IPA and it's 7%. It's got a bunch of Azaka and Eldorado and uh, Citra in it. 
which is pretty cool. And they use the Conan yeast, which is like the really famous yeast that uh, Petty Topper uses and tons of very well-known um, hazy IPAs. So you have two claw, then you have three claw, which is like a double IPA. Uh, Conan yeast, a bunch of Cascade actually in CTZ in that one, as well as Citra and Azaka wow. and Eldorado. They like that Azaka-Citra-Eldorado combo for the dry hop, which is like a fruit basket you know, punching you in the face. That's exciting. And then four claw most recently is what I've seen out there in the world. So talk about a terrifying crab. Yeah. Four claw is a family of crabs. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. We're the four claws. It's just a bunch. It's that 10 and a half percent triple IPA gigantic beer. That one I haven't had yet. And then for the holidays, they do Santa Claus, which I love. Yep. And they kind of throw in more pine forward hops in that one. Um, I love that. Every year I get it. And I, I don't know, it's like one of those, it's funny. I always forget it's a seasonal and then it comes out and I'm like, ah, this is one of my favorite beers. And it's gone before, yep. you know, I get to enjoy more of it. And that one very similar. Yeah. Centennial in there is uh and cascade and CTZ, which are more kind of piney and also citrusy hops. So um, they're for Santa Claus, a little bit uh, a hazy holiday IPA. So this cl- little crab, has really kind of taken on a life of his own for Westbrook. And it started with this guy with, uh, with one claw. So I'm pumped. We're enjoying it together this evening. And this is pretty readily available. If you're in like the Southeast, you should be able to find one claw at a lot of spots. So I hope you guys can, and uh, you can check it out because I'm, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I might grab a second one. When you start talking, John, I may slide off screen and then do that old thing. You don't. It, it's, it's it's nighttime. You can. You can. You're right. uh, no one's going to yell at you for drinking too many beers. I don't. If they do, we can. We don't. Don't review the show if you're going to yell at Harrison for drinking too many beers. I can't take it. Um, I tried to look before we were getting ready to record tonight and figure out where the claw obsession comes from ah. in Westbrook's history, and I, I wasn't able to really nail it down. I assume. Like most people, they just like crabs. But I did uh, kind of dig out a pretty interesting story about the brewery's origin stories named after the founder, Edward Westbrook, who's mm-hmm. not like some brewers. You can tell like they're they've got that like Hollywood personality. Put me in front of a camera. Let me talk to people in the ta- in the tap room. Right. Uh, Edward Westbrook, not that type of brewer. But as far as I'm, I'm stitching this story together, all of Westbrook Brewery was basically created out of a challenge issued to him by his girlfriend who was huh. picking on him for drinking cocktails in college. And, you know, why, why aren't you drinking a beer? So <laughs> she kind of throws a gauntlet down. He becomes obsessed with home brewing. The girlfriend becomes obsessed with home brewing. Fast forward, now they're getting married. Edward and Morgan get married, which is a huge endeavor. And they brew a beer for their wedding to give to people as a parting gift, which is, if if ever you want to invite me and Harrison to your wedding and you're going to send us away with beer, we will certainly try our, we'll show up. We'll Um, come back for each wedding you have. But the, the the beer that they gave away, and I, I think this is before Westbrook was properly founded between these two now serendipitous Romeo and Juliet's of beer, they gave away was Mexican cake. Ooh. 
And later, obviously, this becomes the beer that tips every beer nerd off to Westbrook. Like I remember hunting down the distribution truck to try and get a bottle of that when it was first starting to come to North Carolina. Um, So it's a cool story. Like how many of us have had our, our significant others pick on us about something? Everybody should be raising your hand. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and the Westbrooks turned it into a wildly talented and successful brewery out in South Carolina. I thought that was pretty cool. Still don't know about the claws, though. Well, and we may get a chance to ask them. So if you guys do live in North or South Carolina, you're near a Lowe's Foods and you're looking for something to do on June 19th, Come join us. Stop by your local Lowe's Foods. Right now, we're actually, you may have heard us talk about it before, but Lowe's Foods is doing these virtual beer hunts that John and I have been hosting uh, with Untapped and in different breweries. So we started out with Noda, then we did Edmunds Oast, which was a blast. I mean, they've all been amazing. We're finishing up with Westbrook on June 19th, and what Lowe's Foods has done is they've put together a box. They're amazing. I have one of them over here, but it's covered in crumbs from all the snacks. So I'm not going to grab it, but it's a box of beer where it's going to be five different beers from Westbrook and then a bunch of snacks and pine glasses and swag. It's, it's a whole thing. It's, it's very well done. Um, and then we get together virtually on June 19th. You click on the link that they give you um, in the box and you get to watch John and I talk to people at Westbrook. And I word of the street is Edward maybe making an appearance, a cameo maybe, and we'll definitely be asking about one claw. Where did the name come from? Was it just a, a really spirited fiddler crab that, you know, wouldn't go down when the tide came in and was knocking him back? Or is, is there a space a, reference about right? the moon? Is it maybe yeah. about the moon? <laughs> like most things actually are. If you look one level deeper, it's we're all just jealous of the moon, angry at the moon. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's so free and floating there. How's it doing? Um, but <laughs> the um, but he probably, probably doesn't have answers about that, but we'll talk about beer, talk about one claw, drink some beer. Have some laughs. It's uh, and it those boxes are available now at Lowe's Foods. So you go grab them. Just head into the beer den, ask for the Westbrook virtual beer hunt box, and we'll see you guys the nineteenth. And if you happen to show up after watching this show, I think just use the hashtag One Claw or the or the Claw brought me here or drinking socially or something. Let us know um, in the comments. There's tons of comments. We take questions. It's a lot of fun. I've been having a blast. I, I, every time I eat an entire bag of trail mix during the break. So when you, why we come back and I'm trying to ask a question, but can't yet. And John saves me. That's why, you know, have the inside scoop and my mouth is full of trail mix. It actually um, happens most days I just uh, during stop. a lot of our meetings, right, right. but it's a necessity <laughs> for those beer hunts with Lowe's. I was, uh, publicly intoxicated at the end of the Edmonds Oast one. That was, it was a good thing we stopped when we did. Yeah. Oh, man. But they were a lot of fun and very cool. I mean, learned a ton from Edmonds Oast, learned a ton from Noda. I'm sure it'll be very much the same from Westbrook. So, yeah, join us if you can. We've been having a blast. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and there's some really cool beers. I mean, One Claw will be in that box four others word on the street one of their smash beers they do really cool sour series fruited sours will be in that box as well so stuff you don't see all the time um which is also really cool 
uh, to have a pretty unique experience with these beers. So check it out if you can. Um, and yeah, so we'll see you there. And speaking of stuff I don't see all the time, Harrison, yeah. usually you'll give me a breakdown of some of the more popular beers that people are using to find their trip to the moon. I, I wish we called it that <laughs> to, to get pay, to get their pale as the moon badge. That's right. Which is how do you do it? What, yeah. What, <laughs> what I, I'm willing to bet a lot of money that Sierra Nevada's pale ale is in the top three, top two. In fact, I would wager this untapped hoodie that it is the number one beer uh, that people have used to unlock this badge. I'm probably going to get my butt kicked by something Lagunitas did, but Maybe uh, do you have a breakdown to save me my shirt? I do, and hopefully, right, well, depending on your stance here, hopefully John keeps his shirt on, maybe not. We'll see what happens. Uh, everyone's but, agreeing with that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, yes, I do have the breakdown, and as we spoke about before, this really isn't just about pale ales. There are a couple different beer styles that unlock this thing so to read through this i want to tell you those all first so you're like why is that beer there you know so it's again it's wheat beer american pale wheat pale ale belgium america imperial pale ale pale ale american pale ale english new zealand australia international new england and pale ale milkshake so all of those kind of sub styles iterations of either pale ale or really pale wheat ale in this case um that gets you one step closer to the next level of this badge. So um, it was really cool going through these top beers and picking, kind of seeing what showed up here. Um, so first up, no drum roll needed. John gets to stay clothed. It is Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale with 23,000 plus unlocks. And that's closely followed by a little something something ale from Lagunitas, which is pretty neat. Um, and then you have Sam Summer, uh, which I think comes in as like, I guess it must come in as like an American can, pale wheat, which is pretty wild. Yeah, I always thought that was a lager. Ugh, right. My no, bad. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, and then 312 Urban Wheat from Goose. Oberon is on here. Dales is on here. 420 from Sweetwater. And then Orval, which is a, technically a Belgian pale ale. Wow. Boom. Orval's so that, great. I know. We should. We will do. I know. I'm sure if you're a fan of Orval, you're right now saying you should do an Orval day, an Orval episode. We every year I forget about it until I. It's already happening. So eventually we'll do that because that is the best beer in the world, according to very smart, a lot of very smart people. So um, we should have it on here and 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 talk about it goofily. Um, but a, a very popular badge too. 1.5 million unlocks. So wow. Far. So pale ale, pretty common beer, unlocks tell that story too. And yeah, Sierra Nevada sit at the top, not just on the top of my Mount Beer more, but on the top of this list of top beers that unlock the pale as the moon badge. Um, cool to see a little something, something from Lagunitas. Yes. I'm, I, I don't know anything about time, but I feel like that beer hasn't been around <laughs> Hasn't been around nearly as long as Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale has, and it's yeah. already in second place. Right, I know. And that that was one, I mean, obviously Lagunitas is kind of all over the world now, which is pretty impressive. And that's another, that range of beers, there's like little something, little something, something, little something wild. There's like so many different. Yeah, little something would be a successful brewery if right. it was just right. that brand. Right. That's right. Indeed. So, yeah, impressive stuff, but great company there. A lot of classic beers, kind of beers that built 
the American craft beer world. In Goose Island's three one two. I remember selling that to people that had no idea what craft beer was. The, right. the tap handle just shouted at you three one two. I'll have one of those. Whatever yep. it is. Yeah, Sam Summer is. I mean, it's it is the classic summer beer. There's Dale's Pale Ales in here. Sierra Nevada, obviously. Pretty cool list to be in. So, um, yeah, it's funny, right? All these these beers that you maybe take take for granted or a style you take for granted. It's so important to where we are now. Wouldn't be here if Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale didn't shake some people out of their safety zones and say, "Wait a second, I think I like this. What else you got?" Now here we are. Enough people said that, and boom. Now we get to drink crazy, right, tequila, barrel-aged, pale, whatever's. Yeah, um, hopefully only once. But, <laughs> but how, how are we doing on this, John? I'm going to ask you first on our yeah. personal trip, trip to the moon here. Are we still uh, in the I, stratosphere? Are we floating somewhere Near the asteroid belt, what's going on? I think I'm I'm probably hung up like somewhere in between Earth and the space station, which okay. I'm pretty sure is between us and the moon. I'm not 100% sure, but Harrison backs me up, so I believe it now. So yeah, we'll say that I've I've probably stopped off at the space station to do a bottle share with Smart. those talented astronauts. And then I just decided to stay there because I think they also have pizza and rumor is one time they sent a female into space and sent her 17 years worth of female yeah. hygiene project yeah. products. Right. So there's a lot of stuff yeah. up there to hang out and enjoy. This is just me <laughs> neglecting to advertise that I'm at level 19 on Pale as the Moon. But I, I'll qualify it by saying Pale Ales. I've drank 100 levels worth of uh, founders all day. Yeah. But you know. you know, you kind of find your comfy place in the pale yep. ale world, drank a lot of magic hat number nine, but yep. if, when, you know, when I'm out at a brewery, I probably will if I'm getting a flight, but the first beer I'm going to look for is like, what's your double dry hop, this or that? Do you have a barrel age, something or other? I want to start with something that's going to ruin my palate right. and, and stumble <laughs> into the next place as I walk <laughs> through this town. Anyways. Uh, the last beer that I leveled up with is from Finkel and Garf out Ooh. of Boulder, Colorado. I right. got that beer from Beer Drop. Nice. And I went back and looked at the check-in, and I was talking about how much it was full of grapefruit pith, almost mm. peppery. Pith is a fun word to say on it a podcast. I just realized full pith. Pith. Uh, um, and I Finkel and Garf, I can't see what's on tap at your tap room. You don't publish a beer list on untapped, but I have had a few friends check into beers there over the last month or so. Nice. So I'm confident they're open. No idea what they're making, but I mean, the name sounds like a, a fantastic adult swim cartoon. So I'm Finkel sure there's more to it, right. but I love it. I love it. Uh, yep. Examiner my bridge over Beer water. I don't know. Nothing. There's a, that's a horrible joke. I don't think it's Simon and Garfunkel, Finkel and Garf joke. It's fine. Yeah, there's room to mine that one for later. Probably Please later. Please tell me you're at level 18 or less, yes. Harrison. I, ex I expect you to, the pale ale is like your Argyle sweater. I hope you're doing at least better than me. But very much the same story as we kind of learned when we did the Das Boot badge. We both love German beers. We both love like the same five German beers. So we weren't nearly as far along as that as we thought we might have just based on the volume of German beers we've had. Similar story here, although I will say that I am at level 22. So close, close company. We're both kind of orbiting 
perhaps you're, I've just left the space station. You're hanging out in the bottle share. I've just missed it. And I'm, I'm drinking wine. You're Neil Armstrong. I'm that guy that stayed on the spaceship. (laughs) No one remembers his name. (laughs) Doug Collins. Well done. All right. Maybe that's right. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) If I I owned it, no one would have called me out. (laughs) Um, Doug would have, um, or anyway, um, level 22. Most recently, Unlocked that, I think, just this past weekend, actually, with Double Nickel's Weekend Warrior Hazy Pail, which was in a stovepipe killer deal. It was like three bucks or something for 19 plus ounces of delicious hazy pale ale. It was awesome. We should probably, I'm going to try and grab some Double Nickel for the show. We haven't done much much Jersey beer. I didn't know they were in North Carolina. That brewery is cool as heck. Beautiful, beautiful logos and brand. Yeah, and, we, and actually went there across the river from Neshaminy Creek, and we helped them when they first got started with a few things. So um, a lot of memories there, but they've been taken off, and I, I'm seeing them more and more right down here in North Carolina. So happy to discover that beer. But it was, yeah, it was delicious. And, yeah, I have like a million check-ins of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. So, again, had tons of tons of Pale Ale in my life, but most of it's just been made by Sierra Nevada, which isn't surprising. Not at all. And so kind of coming away from our excuses for our levels of pale as the moon or, yeah, excuses. Um, (laughs) One thing I want to do to shout out before we close out this episode is the verified venue of the week. And this one's really serendipitous. What you should read is John didn't have to do a lot of research. (laughs) Um, The location I want to shout out belongs to Westbrook Brewing. And it was easy to find because they made this beer, went to Untapped, looked for Westbrook's tap room, found it in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. If you're not familiar with South Carolina, Mount Pleasant is basically Charleston, South Carolina. It's just on the other side of a bridge. And the reason I chose this venue is because Westbrook makes the beer that we're drinking tonight. And you can check them out on Untapped. You can see their beer menu, which does have the guest handles. What I really love about if you're fortunate enough to visit Westbrook, they have like kind of a special bottle list for the tap room only. So you can find mm. like four-year-old Mexican cake. You can find some really weird barrel-aged stuff that you wouldn't likely find elsewhere. Also, food trucks. Charleston is an amazing city for food yeah. and the burgers, like burgers with oh God, the food trucks look incredible. <laughs> um, so if you're planning a trip, my advice would be shoot for the end of November, late November, early mm-hmm. December. That's usually when they release Mexican cake, grab True. a bottle, bring it home, share it with friends. In my opinion, one of the best beers Westbrook makes one of the best beers I've ever had. Yeah. Certainly worth the pickup. But if you're not interested in going to South Carolina and you live in a state that earns you the freedom of ordering beer through the post, you can use Edmunds Oast online portal because Edmunds Oast is a brewery right near uh, Westbrook and oftentimes they'll stock some Westbrook beers. So you'd be able to order online through Edmunds Oast and have the beer shipped to you. Like I said, if it's legally allowed, Um, Harrison, I know you said Westbrook was your first check-in on Untapped. Right. Have you ever been to their tap room? 
Unfortunately, I have not. Yeah, we got stuck on the stuck going over the bridge or not going over the bridge. There was just too much uh, oysters and meat and cheese and things like that on in Charleston proper, as I know you know as, as well as I do, to actually make it out to the uh, the Chapman itself when I was there last. But looking at this draft list with beers like beer to drink when it's hot outside, which is of course a Perfect. American light lager and Maximum Florida, which looking at the pictures of it looks like a smoothie beer. It looks amazing. But they also have two claw on and four claw and one claw. And then a bunch of variations right now of Mexican cake with the base beer, the Mexican coffee cake, and Mexican cake tequila barrel age 2016 on draft. So, yeah, if you're an Imperial Stout fan, uh, I'm sure you've stopped listening and started running to uh, Mount Pleasant, but yeah, n- haven't made it there yet, but we're lucky we're about three or so hours away from those guys, so it is a nice, easy, kind of long weekend, and it's what I've been wanting to do. Now seems like it might be the time to, I mean, I'll just wait till the holidays, like I said, and get some fresh Mexican cake, maybe pull some more variants out of the basement then. Yep, um, use it as an excuse to leave it. everyone home for Thanksgiving that's and just it. bow out of a holiday nope. celebration where you argue about politics. Nope. You've got the dishes. I'll take my sandwich to go. I've got beer to drink in a state away. So it's on the list. Uh, but yeah, Charleston is an amazing beer town. And and Westbrook is kind of well, one of those breweries that was, I guess you could credit with really breaking through. And Westbrook came and now there's 20 plus more that are doing amazing stuff. And um, so cool to see that they're, you know, that they're doing as well as they are. And lucky that we get to drink some of that beer right here. Absolutely. And um, so Charleston, meat's heavy city, a lot of good food. Uh, and it's nice to see some really talented brewers setting up down there as well. Like if you enjoy treating your palate, uh, I couldn't advocate enough for a visit to Charleston and stop at Westbrook and look for Charlestown Fermentary as yes. well. That's a really talented. They, they don't distribute very much, but um, speaking of good beers, Harrison, it's been a long week since I talked to you. What's the first beer that comes to mind when I say like best beer you've drank since we last spoke? Yes. So something that's, well, become a a bit of a summer seasonal. Well, maybe I'm being misleading there from Hopfly Brewing Company, who I've spoken about a ton last season. I've been trying to not mention them each week (laughs) this season. Um, but their beach beer came back out. And so beach beer is like a 4.9% hazy you know, session IPA. It's amazing. They use Citra Nelson Sauvin hops in it. So it's like a, just a sessionable, crushable, delicious beer. And it's back. So they kind of are, are making it known now formally that this is going to come out every summer. They're going to brew as much of it as they can from May through, you know, August or September or so. So get it while you can. And it's it's just that it's per- perfect beach beer. Um, and it'd been you know, since last summer and I had it last and it was as good and not better than I remember. So it was nice when it's seasonal, you kind of return to it and you're like, holy guacamole, this is still packing the punches that I was hoping it would. And then some, so that was a shoe in for best beer of the week. And uh, I, yeah, I got to get another four pack or more before I, you know, it runs out at my local bottle shop. <laughs> Although I did say they just rebrewed another batch of it, so I'm okay. All right, I was a panic mode for a second, but but now I'm back. But that was an, an easy one for me. What about you, John? What uh, what really 
really fired your engines this uh, this past week on the beer front? What got yeah, you going? much much along the same kind of method that you took. It's summer; it's getting warmer. We're closer to summer, so yep. my favorite beer is uh, called Endless Ending. It comes from Anchorage. It's uh, it's a gigantic barley wine. <laughs> uh, back when uh, Tavor or Tavor, depending sure. on how affluent you want to say, sure. Back when they used to ship to North Carolina, I got as many of those as I could. It may be the best barley wine I've ever had. Ooh. And I was doing uh, like a like a, a panel with craft beer industry people where there was a, a girl named Laura Lodge and, and she is, if you've ever been to the Midwest, you probably know Laura for her big beers and barley wine events. She's yes. incredible. Um, and she reasonably loves barley wines and we were just talking about them. And I, and I grabbed one of the bottles and I put it in the fridge and I drank it the next day. And all of a sudden it was over and we were, it was morning time again. Uh, barley <laughs> wines. Yeah. <laughs> Time travel <laughs> it hasn't been invented, or has it? Uh, I need that with my soup and the Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> I Way to pull the full circle, uh, <laughs> as it always does, sometimes accidentally. But holy guacamole! I've already said that. Holy enchiladas! Another holy show in the books. Holy, holy mole! Yeah, that's it. We're done. We did it. We knocked another episode out. Thank you, everybody, for listening and hopefully laughing along with us. Um, you know where to follow us. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Untapped Online. Comment here. We read all of them. Um, John's better at responding to them than I am, but sometimes I'll jump on the Untapped handle and respond there. Um, so, yeah, let us know what you're thinking, stuff you want. Next episode, other badges to talk about. Give us the feedback. We look at it all want to be talking about stuff you guys want to talk about. So let us know what we should do next. And speaking of next, John, what is happening next week? What are we doing? Yeah, next week, seriously, though, leave a review, comment on Harrison's T-shirts and band posters um, because I saved them all in a giant Post-it note file. That one, Anyways, next time you hear our voices, it's going to be four days until summer is officially here in the U.S. anyways, and most of us in this hemisphere. But anyways, enough about the moon and meteorology. Next week, we're bringing <laughs> the heat, and it's going to be the summer fun badge, which has a pleasant wrinkle that uh, will kind of uh, unwrinkle, will iron out for you next week <laughs> as we unlock the summer fun badge. That's it. So until then... I think cheers. cheers. Yeah, a little bit left. What was, one one gulp and the beer was half there. It is. Finish it up. Ah, uh.